Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com by Beautio Books, an independent family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com by Vortex Optics. Whether birds take you to another state or another country, Vortex Optics has your back with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at VortexOptics.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club, a Rhode Island-based club of passionate birders like you. Become a member and check out the fall edition of our newsletter. We've tripled the number of writers and the issue is chock full of good reading. Find us on Facebook and online at OceanStateBirdClub.org. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 808. Well, in these days of at least partial isolation, it's nice to receive postcards once in a while. And we have one this morning. It's an audio postcard from our Freya McGregor at a very special place down south. And I think she's pretty excited about what she is seeing there. Hey, everyone. It's Freya McGregor here. Can you hear that record? They're red cockaded woodpeckers. I'm so excited. We're at uh, Talladega National Forest in the Oak Mulgee District, which is just south of Tuscaloosa in Alabama. And we came looking for red cockaded woodpeckers because they're here and they're really endangered. So this is really exciting. There's, um, I think there's maybe five or six all calling to each other with a big, they've got a big white cheek patch. So they're quite distinct from like a hairy woodpecker or a downy woodpecker or something. That red cockade thing is a tiny little bit of red. So forget about seeing that as a field mark. But I'm so excited. I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> All right. Bye. I told you she was excited. Thank you, Freya. Some bad news about birds this morning. Uh, then we'll have a little bit of good news about one particular bird. The bad news, the Trump administration says that a rule change easing companies' liability for killing birds would not cause unacceptable environmental harm. That clears the way for it to finalize a major rollback of the Migratory Bird Treaty Act before the president's term ends. That act prohibits unauthorized hunting, killing, capturing, selling, or otherwise harming birds... But for the past three years, the Interior Department has tried to exclude accidental deaths from the act, protecting energy companies and construction firms and land developers from prosecution if their operations didn't kill birds intentionally. Well, that's not how the creators of the Migratory Bird Treaty Act meant for this to work. A little hope comes from Eric Glitzenstein, litigation director for the Center for Biological Diversity. He says he's confident his organization and others can overturn this rollback in court. He says, quote, the rule change will inevitably meet the same fate as the illegal opinion on which it is based. End quote. And stay tuned. Coming up in just 30 seconds, a preview of today's mystery bird contest. What better idea for the holidays than to give the gift of books? And our friends from Beautio Books carry one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. 
From backyard birding books to general ornithology, from field guides to specific regions, to photography, biography, fiction, and humor, you'll find all of that and a whole lot more in one convenient place, beautyobooks.com. That's B-U-T-E-O, beautyobooks.com. That is our mystery bird. About a foot and a half long with a rounded head, a thick yellow-green bill, and a bulky, very dark brown body. Our bird is a dabbler, feeding by tipping up rather than diving for things like seeds and roots and stems, aquatic plants and insects and such. Our bird breeds in Canada and northeastern parts of the U.S. and winters over most of the eastern half of the lower 48. A little preview of our mystery bird contest. Great prize awaits for the winner of our contest coming along in just a little bit. Meanwhile, conservation big news of the week. It concerns the naming early this week of former Secretary of State John Kerry as special presidential envoy for climate in the incoming Biden administration. It's a big deal because it's the first time ever that the National Security Council will include an official dedicated to dealing with climate change. And that's because climate change is now seen as a threat to our national security. And among other things, Mr. Kerry is also expected to focus on trying to create a U.S. return to the Paris Climate Accord. It's a salute to Talking Birds ambassadors helping to get the word out about birds and conservation, which is what we're trying to do around here. And thank you to David N. from nearby Halifax, Massachusetts, here, here in the eastern part of our home state. Thank you, David, and thank you to Sue from St. Paul, Minnesota. Thank you, Sue, for the kind comments and for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. And thank you to Andrew Thomas from Lafayette, Indiana. He says, we've been following your updates on the finches because we're hoping to spot an evening grosbeak in our backyard. In the meantime, we'll have to content ourselves with the winter visitors we already have, red-breasted nuthatches, juncos, and occasional pine siskins that stop by and keep us company. Thank you, Andrew. Good luck with those grosbeaks, and thanks for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. And Talking Birds listeners, this is where we ask you to consider joining Andrew and David in our ambassador's family. As we say here in Massachusetts, it's wicked easy to do and easy to sign up for. Just click on the Get Involved tab at the top of the homepage at TalkingBirds.com. Still to come on our show today, we'll connect to the Caribbean and speak with writer, photographer, and conservationist Faraz Abdul about the amazing birds of Trinidad and Tobago and about his great new book about those birds. We'll also connect to Cape Cod and Mike O'Connor for our Let's Ask Mike live segment featuring some more good backyard bird advice about your bird feeders. And up next, the proud predator with the golden mane is our featured feathered friend presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Many people say that today's featured feathered friend should be our national bird and symbol of the United States. And no, Mr. Franklin, I don't mean the wild turkey. I'm talking about the bird that 
is the national emblem of Mexico and Germany and Austria and Kazakhstan. High five! And is featured on the coats of arms of other countries, including Egypt and Iraq. You've probably figured out by now that the bird is the golden eagle. It's virtually the same size as the bald eagle, but not a scavenger as the bald eagle generally is. The golden eagle is capable of killing large prey like cranes, deer, and domestic livestock. But its typical prey is rabbits, hares, ground squirrels, and prairie dogs. The golden eagle, which gets its name from its golden mane, or nape, is sometimes mistaken in flight for a turkey vulture although it's much larger, with longer wings not held in a V-shape the way the turkey vultures are. The golden eagle is one of only three North American hawks or eagles whose legs are feathered all the way to the toes. The golden eagle was also the model for the aquila, the standard of the Roman legions, as reflected in its scientific name, Aquila Crisitos. Still used to hunt foxes and even wolves in Western Mongolia, China, Romania, and Kazakhstan. Very nice, yes. The Golden Eagle is today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Welcome again to our show. It's show number 808. And our website with uh, no G anywhere in sight is talkingbirds.com that's talkingbirds.com we hope we'll we hope you'll pay it a visit sometime Faraz Abdul is a Trinidad and Tobago based internationally published conservationist and wildlife photographer and writer specializing in birds and the issues they face worldwide he serves on the Trinidad and Tobago bird status and distribution committee leads birding trips on both of those islands he also operates birding and wildlife tours to East Africa. And he joins us right now via Zoom from San Fernando on the island of Trinidad. Good morning, Faraz. Good morning, Ray. Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure indeed. Thanks for, for coming on with us. So for folks who aren't familiar, Trinidad and Tobago are two islands making up one country and generally a pretty fabulous area for birds, right? That's correct. That's correct. We have uh, almost 500 species here. Almost 500 species. Amazing. And you have the incredible Asa Wright Nature Center. I haven't been there, but it's one of those places that people say, if you're going to go somewhere and you can only choose one place in the world, that would be one to pick. Definitely. Definitely. Many people have been coming here through the years. And the, and, and they're in, they're having a little trouble, trouble right now. Well, they're closed because of the pandemic, right? But they've got some financial issues going on. Yes, that's right. Because they, because of the pandemic, they've been closed for a couple of months, and they are currently looking for donations to help sustain their operations. We'll put something up on our website, by the way, in our Facebook page about that for anybody who'd like to uh, help out the Asa Wright Nature Center. It is truly a, a marvelous place indeed. Uh, well, Faraz, you have a new book on birds in Trinidad and Tobago. I'll ask you about that in a moment, but uh, first, you have an amazing website. It's farazabdul.com. We'll sped, spell that out in a couple of minutes here. And it includes some fascinating essays with titles like Pandemic Musings, Fighting Extinction, and Learning the Ways 
of the ocean. And Pandemic Musings is described as containing two factual accounts of near-death experiences in the field. Could you tell us just a little bit more about that one? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so the two, uh, one one of them was in Trinidad, actually, on one of the trails at the Acer right Nature Center. And we were photographing, I was with a couple of clients who came in, so I was I was carrying them down the trails, and we were photographing white-bearded mannequins. Mm. So the mannequins were at their legs, so they were dancing around, and they, you know, it's a completely immersive experience. And one of the mannequins flew up to almost above my head, and it's, you know, it was just behaving a little bit strange. But I didn't take any notice of it. But it was too high up for me to really um, photograph. Mm-hmm. And then my friend who was with me, um, he's a birding guide in Guyana. He grabs him by the shoulder and says, Ferdilance, which is a Trinidad lancet, mm-hmm. which is a, a highly venomous pit viper. Mm-hmm. And he's pointing at the snake. And I couldn't see it. I still couldn't see it. I was putting my hand, my face along his hand, trying to see where it was. And I still wasn't seeing it. And it turns out that it was probably about two feet away from where I was. And that's like, it was on an embankment. So it was maybe on the level of my torso. Mm. And it was about maybe a four foot snake. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was one of those moments when I realized, well, if that snake really wanted to end, end me at that point in time, it could have. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it did not. So I felt like, okay, well, this is... Um, this is a this is a point where my life could have changed drastically. Mm-hmm. That was one of the, the incidents that I cited in that article, and the other one was in Kenya on a boat on Lake Baringo, and we were birding, and we were on our way back to shore, and we decided to search into some reeds because we spotted a southern carmine bee eater, and it is it's migratory to Kenya, so we don't see it all the time there. So we decided to go into the reeds to try to get a better view of it. And uh, as we were getting uh, a decent view, we came upon a kind of uh, dead end. And it was a nice open pool within the reeds. And uh, we were getting a nice view of the, the bee eater. And all of a sudden, a hippo just surfaced right next to our boat and then went straight back down. And we immediately said, okay, it's time to get out. It's, we, need to, we, we need to vacate this area and uh, we were in two boats the first boat departed the second boat which is what with the one i was in our propeller got stuck in the reeds Mm. so our guy had to raise it up and untangle the reeds and so on and uh, essentially if the hippo wanted to to do us something and to do us harm as you know the hippos are one of the most dangerous animals in the world right Mm -hmm. Uh, if it wanted to it could have also ended us at that point in time. So the context of those two stories in that article was um, really in reference to with the with the influx of the of COVID nineteen, and everyone suddenly realizing that our time is limited, and everyone is suddenly saying, "Well, we'll spend time with your family and and live now and live in the moment and so on." But the, the truth and fact of the matter is that we are always living in that state, and that's that's kind of what I wanted to to put forward in that article that we're always living in a state of, well, we don't know what is, what, what's mm-hmm. in store for us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially change at any point in time. Especially if we encounter a fer de lance or a hippo. 
Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Pandemic music. <laughs> those two, yeah, those two were very, very, um, very kind towards us. In those particular instances. Correct, yeah. Okay. Well, your book is called Casual Birding in Trinidad and Tobago, introducing more than 175 of Trinidad and Tobago's common and iconic birds. Tell us about that title, Casual Birding. Okay, so casual birding is a concept that uh, really reflects the act of passive observation. So um, far too often in, in birding and in many other fields, if we, we start off birding by looking at the birds in our backyard and looking at the birds in our neighborhood, and then we start to hunt, we start a search, we start to pursue the rarities and we start to pursue our, you know, our lists and so on. And then we will see, um, we might see a thrush and just ignore it because we've seen thrushes for years and we've seen them, you know, in our yards and so on. Um, but the concept of casual birding is to really get us back into contact with our roots mm -hmm. and to look at the birds that we've been seeing all the time and look at them in a different light. And not to really know the birds as a species, but to know their lives and to get to know their, their daily struggles as well. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 a more in, in intensive sort of uh, birding mm -hmm. without being intensive, if that makes any sense. Uh, it, it certainly does. And, and there are lots of birds to see in your book, too. More than 500 color photographs um, in the book. And by the way, um, I don't have to ask who the book is aimed at. Uh, because on Amazon, where the book is available, it's described as perfect for anyone who has ever seen a bird before. So that covers uh, right. almost, <laughs> almost, almost, <laughs> almost everybody. Uh, Have you seen a bird? This, this is for you. Indeed. Um, and by the way, Faraz, you've added a word to my vocabulary describing the fact that you live in Trinidad and Tobago, so you are a Trinbagonian. So th right. thank you for that. If there's a trivia contest coming up, I'll be uh, I'll be <laughs> ready with that <laughs> yeah. one. That's Faraz Abdul. His website is farazabdul.com. It's F A R A A Z. Abdul is A B D O O L. farazabdul.com. And if you can't remember that, we'll put it on our website and it might even be easier by looking for his book on Amazon, Casual Birding in Trinidad and Tobago. Faraz, good luck with the book. Um, stay away from those fair delances and hippos. Thanks for being on with us and let's keep in touch. It's my pleasure, Ray. Thanks for having me. Coming up here on Talking Birds, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. Birds and Beans announces its holiday gift box. It's the perfect gift for your coffee-loving friends. 12 12-ounce bags of great-tasting Birds and Beans coffee. Two bags each of Wood Thrush Breakfast Roast, American Red Start Light Roast, Scarlet Tanager French Roast, Chestnut Sided Warbler Medium Roast, Baltimore Oriole French Roast Decaf, and the newest roast, King Bird Espresso. All ground and ready to brew or whole bean if you prefer, and all for $120. That's a savings of more than $40. Shipping still only $9. 50 any volume anywhere in the USA. The offer ends soon, so order online now at birdsandbeans.com. Treat your friends and family to delicious birds and beans, shade-grown, bird-friendly coffee, and help save birds in their wintering habitat in the process. Don't wait. Order the holiday gift box. 12 12-ounce bags of delicious birds and beans, shade-grown, certified organic, fair trade coffee, now at birdsandbeans.com. That's birdsandbeans.com. Kind of a familiar sound there. 
We're looking for the specifics as to the identity of this bird. It's our mystery bird, and our mystery bird contest is presented by Red Start Birding. Red Start Birding is your new resource for birding optics, gear, and expertise. Great birding starts at redstartbirding.com. Quick reminder, if you're not hearing our show live uh, and you'd like to, and particularly entering our mystery bird contest, for example, it's easy to get our show live. Just go to TalkingBirds.com and um, you'll see easily how to do it. Our live broadcast, by the way, is on Sunday mornings from 9.30 to 10 Eastern Time. Our mystery bird is about a foot and a half long. It has a rounded head, a thick yellow-green bill, and a bulky, very dark brown body. Our bird is a dabbler, feeding by tipping up rather than diving for things like seeds and roots and stems, aquatic plants and insects, crustaceans, mollusks, and some fish, small ones. Our mystery bird breeds in Canada and northeastern parts of the U.S. and winters over most of the eastern half of the lower 48. A beautiful prize for your backyard bird feeding is the cute chickadee feeder from Droll Yankees. It lets you manage the size of visiting birds with its height-adjustable dome and its four-and-a-half-inch diameter dish holds a cup of sunflower seed or mixed seed or fruit or mealworms. It's a beautiful feeder from Droll Yankees, makers of the world's best bird feeders. The number to call is 781-837-4900. As always, we urge you to call as soon as possible just so we'll have time to get your call in for the Mystery Bird Contest. And a reminder, too, that you don't necessarily have to get the right answer. If no one else does, we'll have a drawing to determine our winner. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Meanwhile, we'll check in with Let's Ask Mike live at Mike O'Connor in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to cross a few species off your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you want to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. Mike O'Connor is down there. He promised to be at the Birdwatcher's General Store on beautiful Cape Cod. And he's, I don't know, maybe he's out in the backyard just to kind of lend a little authenticity to today's topic of uh, cleaning backyard bird feeders. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Ray. Yeah, good morning. We got a, we got a, um, we got a question from one of your, co- one of your customers. Do you have customers? <laughs> you have the customers. We have listeners. At least that's how it's supposed to go anyway. Yeah, but you have listeners too. We and we, yeah. So you have both. Yeah, we got. I got. That's, I got it all going on. You do. Yeah, this is our friend Greg Bodker up in in uh, Michigan, Houghton Lake, Michigan. He's one of our ambassadors, by the way, and he's a great birder. But he wants to know about uh, cleaning out 
or cleaning uh, bird feeders. Maybe the, the best techniques for that. And I guess he would like you to come up to Michigan, Mike, and show him the best uh, way to do that <laughs> after the show. Leave, leave your feeders out by the step, and I'll come by <laughs> at night and do them for you. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was asking about bleach, and, and a lot of times you read about um, cleaning your feeders with bleach. And first of all, let's just start from the beginning. When you buy a feeder, if you buy a new feeder, buy find one that's easy to clean. A lot of like your sponsor, Droll Yankee, and a lot of other companies have them, so the bottoms come out easy, easy to know to clean. A lot of people buy a feeder that looks like I don't know the Eiffel Tower or a John Deere tractor because it looks cool. <laughs> But then they're really impossible to get apart. So find something that comes apart easy that you can clean. And then when you fill your feeder, make sure it's empty each time. Don't top it off. Mm. Or that bottom bit of seed gets all moldy and rotten. So that's one easy way. Make it so you can take it apart. And then don't top it off so it doesn't build up the debris. But when you do clean it, here's what I do. I take my feeders in. And it's that same thing. But everybody's gone to Clorox and bleach and Lysol. But because of the pandemic, I've been reading about all this stuff. You know what works the best? Good old soap. Good old soap works as good as anything. I take my feeders in, soak them in, in, a, a, um, in a bucket of warm water with dish soap, whatever dish soap you use. Uh, if my wife's not home, I'll, I'll, I'll use the kitchen sink. But if not, I'll have to go back outside and use the bucket. And I just soak them in there. And then I take a big brush. They have these big brushes that, that like with a long handle. And you clean out the feeder really well. And they come out like brand new. And then you just put them out in the sun to dry. And, and it works out way better than, and it's a lot safer than all these other uh, harsher chemicals that you can use. And if you, if you do that regularly, they'd be fine. And if you just kind of dump the old seed out regularly you won't have to do that as much wow that's pretty cool that soap the thing is is really catching on i think for a lot of reasons <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah there's something new they come out with i like it it's always oh, something new out there so. have you heard about lie by the way i've been using that <laughs> thank you mike okay we'll talk to you next week all right mike o'connor there at the famous bird watchers general store uh orleans Cape Cod. All right, we're going to get back here to the mystery bird contest, trying to identify this kind of familiar-sounding bird. Um, about a foot and a half long, a rounded head, a thick yellow-green bill, and a bulky, very dark brown body. What would it be? 781-837-4900 uh, is the number. Caroline in Hummerock, Massachusetts, I believe, would be our first uh, caller here. Good morning, Caroline. Good morning. Good morning. I think it's a grackle. A grackle, says Caroline, and our uh, official uh, judge says uh, this. Apparently not a not a grackle. Look at that very dark brown, almost black body kind of thing. But this is mm. a this is a little bit bigger than a than a grackle. But okay. Well, we love your show anyway. Well, <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, thank you, Caroline. Anyway, and and we we finished all our coffee. So, you know, we were hoping to win something. Oh, your I, birds and beans coffee. How was it? it oh, it was awesome. It was oh. a Scarlet Tanninger oh, coffee. Oh, Scarlet mm. Tanninger is good. All right. Well, we hope you'll win some more soon, or you could buy some. <laughs> I hope so. And we have our awesome feeder out in the kitchen window. All right. Now, you got it all covered. You're like Mike O'Connor. you got it all going you know, on. Yep, you know it. <laughs> Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, okay, bye. Larry is in Situate, Massachusetts. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. What do you say, Larry? It's a starling. It's a starling, he said. 
I'm not going to have that trumpet again there, but it's not a starling. It's not a starling. It's not a starling. Jeez, what could it be then? Uh, it could be, well, <laughs> you're trying to trick me then to saying it there. Thank All you. right. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. All right. Somewhere in Washington is Doreen. Good morning, Doreen. Good morning. Good morning. Is that Washington State or D.C.? Yes, it's Washington State. It's early here. Yeah, it is early there. Yeah, well, thank you for calling in so early like that. Uh, whereabouts in Washington State, if you care to say? Uh, we're near Tacoma. Near Tacoma. Okay, nice. Well, thanks for for calling in. And what do you think the mystery bird is, uh, Doreen? The American black duck. You said that with such confidence it couldn't possibly be wrong. American black <laughs> duck is absolutely right. Nice nice job, uh, Doreen, and stay on the line, and Jesse will get your info and send you that beautiful Droll Yankees feeder. Great. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you, Doreen. Correctly identifying the American black duck. Coming up on next week's show, we hope you'll join us. Susan Edwards-Richmond will be with us. She is our resident reviewer, and uh, she will be talking about another great birding book. Uh, reviewed as only she can. That's on our show next week. Meanwhile, I hope you'll visit our website, TalkingBirds.com. And remember, if you're imitating a bird, make it the masked booby. And do keep that six-foot turkey vulture distance between you and others. And we'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod by Beautio Books, an independent family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com By Vortex Optics. Vortex Optics has your back with the VIP warranty. Learn more at VortexOptics.com And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club, a Rhode Island-based club of passionate birders like you. Become a member and check out the fall edition of our newsletter. Find us on Facebook and online at OceanStateBirdClub.org.